This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello, and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Christopher Gonzalez and... Megan Barcelia. Today we are reflecting upon Vegas Dance Explosion 2018, day number two, Wednesday, November 7th, 2018. This was our last day at the event, after which we left for New York State of Line on the other side of the country. I think we really did make the most of the time that we were in Vegas, though. We wanted to be sure we got lots of dancing in. We spent lots of time in the lobby. We met up with people from home as well as people we don't usually get to see. And we met some people for the very first time, like J.P. Madge in the evening. When did we get up on Wednesday after we'd stayed up late on Tuesday night? Well, I don't know when we got up, but I know that we made it downstairs between the 12 and 12.50 class because we got down before lunch started because we wanted to miss the lunch rush for the food. I remember. Yes. So we got down there between that and I remember the, there was classes going on during that time and we pretty much went straight to the lobby and hung out in the lobby for the most part. Um, doing whichever dance got requested. I remember at one point, K's for Kicks was up there, as was my Uber driver, which was fantastic and very flattering. Um, we got to dance all different kinds of dances and with different kinds of people, which is probably one of the cool things about Vegas is just how many walks of life people come from. Um, oh, quick note about the lobby. You said up there. They had the screens up to show you what dances were coming up in the lobby. And Dave even went as far as putting DJ Feed up on the screen, which is, I think, a creation of Marcus Lindfors in Scandinavia. And I'm sure many people are aware of how at these events, sometimes they will post the upcoming songs in a a big document, like a zoomed-in Excel spreadsheet, and... The only people who see that are those who are looking directly at the document. DJ Feed is similar, and it has big text on a plain background, but not only can the people in the room look up on the projector and see what's coming up, people from around the world can watch the feed from home and see what's being danced that moment somewhere in the world at an event. Yes, which I think is a really cool... Um, invention and a really extremely useful tool. I believe there was something similar, if not that exact item used at a different event we went to earlier in the year, which made it very nice being in one room, knowing what's going on in another room. It's one of the things I love, 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 love about Vegas is Vegas has three screens in three ballrooms at night for open dance that tells you what's going on in all three ballrooms. So there's a ballroom that you're in and then it tells there's two other screens that tell you what's going on in the other two ballrooms. So I think that that's a brilliant idea that if you uh, listen to the interview in the upcoming future with Doug Miranda, you'll find out where, just where that idea came from. So, 
The event you're thinking of was Northwest Line Dance Blast. That's where we were in the big, or the all-request room for a good portion of the night, and we could see, do we need to run into the main ballroom right now, or do we have a few dances to stay here? Yeah, that would be correct. So we got down um, just before lunch. We grabbed some items from the cafe temporary... Um, kiosk I guess you can say I do remember it being cheaper last year and I will flat out say that um, it's one of the things I want to try and also give feedback to Doug and, Mer- and Jackie about because I remember it being cheaper and you it kind of got like just a little bit of a price break it wasn't much but every little bit helped um, whereas this year it was the same price as if you went to the gift store it was just in the lobby instead and when they charged me $4 for a can of Sprite, I was very upset. Even the gift shop was 350 for a bottle. Yeah. So that's my only complaint about the whole endeavor. And I don't even think that's really the event. I think that's more the hotel. So all in all, love the event. Yeah. I, I feel like we probably did a poor job preparing people for what the food options would be like. And if, if I could go back and do like a 30 second Vegas prep part three, it would be do something about the food situation early. And if that means taking an Uber to a grocery store and packing six days worth of food in your, your hotel room, do it. It is worth the drive. It is worth the, the, the fee of, you know, paying a driver or you know even if you rent a car when you really add it all up like that meal that i had was like a five dollar pastry a four dollar soda and i think the fruit cup was like five or six dollars the yogurt which i remember also being cheaper this year was seven and i couldn't do it i love those yogurts but i couldn't do it so definitely invest early in getting bulk food for the trip even if you even if you buy too much and you think i couldn't possibly finish all this at these wholesale costco prices it's still worth it <laughs> rather than having to pay for every meal like that yeah i definitely agree with you in the idea that uh, we we're not preparing ourselves well enough let alone anybody else um I will remember for next year that there is not a coffee maker, nor is there a microwave in the room. It made it a little bit challenging to eat the cup of noodle soup I bought. (laughs) Not going to lie. But um, with that said, um, knowing in advance, you know, I'll probably look into bringing my own tea kettle. I have an electric tea kettle that I love. I'll probably just pack that instead. And since um, we typically fly, fly southwest, you get two free checked bags. So that's something I will um, certainly consider in the upcoming event um, traveling. I will remember not having a microwave and a, a coffee maker now that I've had to eat the top rum or the cup of soup that I did. Also, specifically for people who are trying to maintain a protein-rich diet, I noticed that it seemed as though in the gift shop, the more protein... I noticed this at the airport as well. The more protein something had, like if you were getting a, a milk versus a protein shake, the more it cost. 
if you are doing you know protein bars, bring them from home. The protein shake that I got, I think it was like a Odwalla or a Naked Tropical Coconut, something like that. I I decided to do it. I spent six dollars on one of those little handheld bottles. And for the same amount of liquid in a milk, it was like $2. But there was also a third less, or uh, th- th- there were, um, yeah, there, there was a third of the amount of protein in that milk compared to the protein shake. So if you really are trying to hit your macronutrient levels and that's your only option, like consider bringing your own powder in um, in a form that the TSA would not throw away. Speaking of that, that's exactly what I was going to actually mention real quick was uh, we had done this for Windy City. And the fact that it completely slipped our mind for Vegas, I think it was because we knew that we were going to get meals included in New York. So we just didn't process that meals would not be included at Vegas. And that was our fault. And we thought it was cheaper at the, the thing, uh, the the lunch counter that we went to so much last year. Yes. Um, But specifically, brand is called Garden of Life. They have individual packets of protein powders and individual packets of meal replacements. I'm sure there's tons of other different brands out there as well, but that's the brand that I use currently. Um, as well as you can pack a box or two of like you were mentioning, like the protein bars or the protein cookies or whatever it is that you, you like to eat. What was the kind that uh, we had just had in New York? That was Ollie. You said you've had those products before. Uh, yeah, I, I actually use the Ollie um, brand. It's O L L Y. Um, I use that brand of like daily vitamins, and I use it uh, the the melatonin gummies because it's all gummies and so I like that um and I use their melatonin I use their their beauty and I use their natural energy it's uh, four different kinds of them that I use um and I use it depending on what I'm required like the daily I take all the time but like the melatonin I only take when I I know that I need to like get restful sleep uh so I wouldn't take those at events because that's not me (laughs) And the uh, the ones that I had previously been using and packing were either Quest Bars or the Kirkland Signature Equivalent. What I tried this time that I really enjoyed were the, there was the Ollie Cookie that was some kind of like caramel chocolate something or other. And at Trader Joe's, they just started stocking this brand called One, I believe it is. And uh, I had the Coconut Bar. That was delicious. And the one that you said smelled really good was the Chocolate Chip Cookie Dough. Yeah, that one I do remember smelling really good going, ooh, I need to find out what that is so that I can try that. Um, So anyways, that was our failure of preparing for food. We certainly felt it the first night. Um, We just, I think, straight forgot to eat the first night. So that was our fault. And so the second time, when we woke up on on Wednesday, we were like, no, 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 we're going to go to this, this little food kiosk and we're going to get something to eat both of us ended up with a fruit bowl and a soda and then you also had a pastry and I just couldn't bring myself to spend more money to get more food at that particular item or that location just because I was like it's so expensive and I would rather just have 
something that I'm craving at those prices than something that it's like, okay, well, this kind of sort of looks good. I'll take it. Because I remember the first year they had that amazing shrimp pasta. We bought at least like three a day each. It was so good. And we got there too late for the breakfast burrito, which I also remember enjoying. Yeah, so I I definitely remember it being cheaper and I, I remember different options, whereas I felt like this was just a little expansion of the gift shop slash cafe. Oh, also, I'm spoiled by Costco's $1.50 hot dogs. I'm pretty sure these were between 5 and 7 Yes, they were. Um, so, anyways, we, while sitting in the lobby, decided that we needed to get on the interview process because of the fact that we realized we weren't going to be there the next day. And so we weren't going to have all this time because normally we're really, really bad and we save interviews pretty much for the last day and try and round everybody up and miss half the people we intended to interview. I'll be honest. We like to dance, so we get distracted by dance. And then all of a sudden we realize, oh yeah, we also have this other thing we like to do. So we decided to be responsible this time and track down everybody in the lobby during the day and not leave it for last minute. So... We were lucky enough to speak with John Lindo, Big Dave, uh, Annie from Quick Steppers. Annie Wunderlich. Yes, I will let you pronounce that again. Wunderlich. Yeah. Um, we, you got to speak with Jose. Uh, we got to speak with Peggy Hall from Registration. So there was a lot of good upcoming uh, interviews to be looking forward to. Also, Dave Benton. If anyone's familiar with the fellow with the white cowboy hat and facial hair like Colonel Sanders, uh, friendly guy, great stories, that is Dave Benton, and we were able to chat with him as well. So, yeah, we have quite quite a few good, interesting interviews uh, in store for you through Line Dance Podcast. So we're, we're really excited about that. Um, I know that there was a few interviews that... I really wanted to be a part of, but unfortunately, I was working on other things at the time, so I was not able to, it was a priorities thing, and I know one of the ones I really wanted to be a part of was the interview with Jose, however, there was a couple people that I had met in the lobby, uh, great energy, fun, um, very fun dancers, and that would be Robin and Jen. And they were sweet enough to request my dance, my Uber driver, because they wanted to dance it with me. And so I wanted to make sure that I didn't walk out um, on them for an interview that I knew you were more than capable of doing by yourself. So unfortunately, I didn't get to sit down with Jose and interview him with you, but I'm sure it was an excellent interview and I'm excited to actually hear it uh, once it gets released. I got to instead play with the girls. So um, I followed them in an Uptown Funk dance. I believe it was Donna Manning's, if I remember correctly. And then it, and then we also did my Uber driver. And I got to also, at that point, line up some other interviews here and there while you were speaking, say, with like Big Dave. I was a part of that one for a little bit and got to like listen to some of the stuff he was saying. 
Um, but then I realized I needed to line up a few other interviews for you. So I went around and tried to track down some people and schedule some timing so that, you know, two birds, one stone kind of situation. Uh, I got to hang out with uh, Rebecca Lee and Madison for a little bit. And I got to hang out with Dolly Urquhart and just really enjoy the social aspect of what is available to a person at any event, but most specifically at Vegas. Because in the same, you know, 10, 15 minutes, I had Dolly from home in California, Rebecca from Malaysia, and Madison from Australia. And that's just really cool to have a conversation with the three people and know that we come from so many different parts of the world and all brought together by line dance and specifically the event Doug and Jackie's Vegas Dance Explosion. So uh, for the most part, that's kind of how our day went. And then we were enjoying more lobby dancing when Dolly had come up and invited us to join them for dinner at the Italian restaurant. And I'm not sure why you decided to join, but I certainly decided because I had not eaten at any of the restaurants in the hotel before. And I figured it was a great chance to catch up with people from home and really just get some quality, fun time to spend with them. As well as if I was going to be paying the prices anyways, I might as well get something that I really wanted to eat. So I decided to join and we had a lovely dinner and then you and I got ready for demos. So I'll let you uh, chime in with any any extra things that I may or may not have forgotten during the day. Well, it has been suggested to us before that we do an interview of each other or where, one where we're the subject of the interview. And our friend Jamie from home asked us, many questions that have at least given us an idea of what we might talk about in such an interview if we were to do one in the future. So I thought that was that was a fun prep. She got to know a lot about our dance history and how we got into line dance. Yes, that I did. Over dinner. Over dinner, that is when that was. Yes, I, I definitely remember that conversation. Um, so I, I highly recommend trying the Italian restaurant if you get a chance at least once during your six slash seven day excursion um, in the future for budgeting. Um, I think I mentioned in the last episode that I did actually get out of the hotel and went to dinner elsewhere. The company was wonderful. I enjoyed hanging out with my friends. The food I've definitely had better, but it's okay. It was quick and easy Chinese food. So, um, on to demos. So demos started at eight thirty at Wednesday night. And for that, there was a few things that took us by surprise because we didn't realize they were on the schedule and we weren't sure how we missed them. Most specifically for me, there was a lesson taught by Amy, which is operator, operator, and too young. And I was, and I have demoed and taught too young, but I haven't done it in such a long time that I was like, I didn't have enough time to register 
getting out there. And Operator Operator has actually been on a list for me to teach. I just haven't gotten to it yet. So um, that one took me by surprise. I'm not sure how I missed that one. Uh, But I know we were out there for the second teach of what will be Thursday morning, which is Barbara Tobin's Where Did We Go Wrong? Uh, We were going to try and do one for LDF. But again, it just kind of slipped away from us. We didn't register in time that we needed to just run through that one real quick so that we know that we had it. One quick note I'd like to make about Barbara's is that I saw the video afterward of us, uh, the the four of us who were out there demoing it, and it just looked very cool with that like music that was playing for it. Having more bodies kind of distributing your attention I think it really added something and I'm I'm glad that um, Barbara wasn't alone out there and that she invited us to demo with her so that you can get that sense of variety with the people who were out there because I believe there were there uh, were the two of us Barbara and then Wendy Johansson and we're all very different looking and different dancers so I think that spectrum gave people a lot of different options for who they might most relate to. Yes, which I'm sure we've mentioned in previous episodes, but that is one of the many reasons why you and I enjoy going out and demoing as much as we do because we like the idea of showcasing the dance that even if just one person in the audience can relate to one of us, they are able to get a better idea of like how they would dance the dance. It gives the variety of the dance itself. Um, Plus, it's a line dance. It looks better when there's more than one person, in my opinion. It's an actual line. It's not a dot, but a line of dancers. Yes. Now, with that said, there's obviously varying talent of making a dance look really, really good. So I am aware of that as well. But I do like the idea that there's people out there that can look at me and go, oh, I can see I can dance like that. Or look at you and be like, oh, I can see I can dance like that. And just kind of just see what the dance has to offer for them. And so that's, one, like I said, one of the many reasons why we love to demo as much as we do. After that, for the next hour, we were lucky enough to join Joe Thompson-Samansky and Madison Glover for Pull You Through. Now, I know Rebecca also ran out there, and I believe one or two other people were out there as well. I don't fully recall at the moment, uh, but there it was a nice, good chunk of people, and it was really cool to be able to get to dance that with both Joe and Madison at the same time. Was Michael one of them as well? Because I, th- I think that would be one that he knows. Probably. That would make a lot of sense that Michael would be out there for that one. Um, Let's see. We did not demo any of those. There was a lot of chunks in between dances. I know that much. I did run out there for Get It Right and Rock It to the Sun for the following hours teach by Madison Glover, which I know you had joined us as well. Um, And that was cool. That was really fun being able to share that with her too since I've taught both of those dances pretty recently. Um, I know I wanted to try and get double down two step before Michael went out there, but I just didn't feel like I had it enough for people to like be able to look at it and be like, Oh, that looks like so much fun because it really does 
look like a lot of fun and it feels good when you hit it. So I thought Michelle did a really, really good job on that. Um, let's see. After that, we had nothing for the next hour. We had nothing for the following hour after that. But from the 4.30 to 5.20 hour of demos, we were out there for Four Leaf Clover, which I love how Amy and Darren hit some of the moments and the accents in that dance. It's very satisfying. And I love the ending bit where you sweep around with your left foot. It's just, I don't know, it's, it's fun for me. I like just a little subtle, unusual movement, like um, Lonely Drum with the butt, 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 where you shake your butt, that you you, you don't expect, but which doesn't technically break any rules. And I, I know that uh, Four Leaf Clover has one of those, which took me some uh, time to get used to, and it's the side behind side. I'm used to going like behind side cross, or even cross and point the right foot behind the left, like in... Um, Like Smooth Criminal, you have that strong point of the right behind the left. But just going side behind side, and then you hold for like a beat. I thought that that, that's odd. My body doesn't expect to do that after the normal weave that that comes before it. But it still works, and then you get to do the breath thing after that. Like rising up a little on your toes and coming down. And again, you're, you're not used to doing it. It doesn't come in other dances as... Uh, as regularly as like a, a grapevine or something, but it doesn't break any rules. So like you wonder where do the the really creative folks like you know in this case Amy and uh, Darren did they do that t- together? Amy Darren choreographed yeah. Yeah, or um, you know Darren he'll or not Darren uh, Rachel like she'll just invent stuff that you don't think could be invented until somebody does it and you're like why didn't I see that you know another one that comes out speaking of you know Rebecca is in Gimme Gimme when you have the little wrist bits where you like you, you stick your arms in front of yourself and you flick your wrist down and then you tap your shoulders it's such a simple thing like we probably did that in kindergarten for some dance and it feels so fun to do there that you're happy to do it but you never would have come up with it yourself and I, I really appreciate the, I not, I guess the word maybe would be caliber, but like I I I appreciate the um, the types of folks that they bring to these major events who do come up with these sorts of things. Like I I, I love a good simple country dance that we can teach on country night at a, a local bar. Because it it's the kind of thing that gets your average non-dancer out on the floor just giving it a try. But I also like these weird movements that make your body think differently. Yes, I totally agree. And uh, we actually got one of those fun country bar dances from one of the ones that we ended up demoing with Michael, which is after the one I'm going to mention. Up next, I have done this now two years in a row and I like that I've been given the opportunity to and I like that I am given enough trust to be able to go out 
and represent a choreographer slash instructor who couldn't be at the event before a demo of what they are teaching is played. Last year, Amy had a demo of Electric Love the night before she arrived. So she had asked if we would be okay going out there and demoing it for her, and we did so, and it was great. This year, John Lieberman, unfortunately, was not there in time for his demo, so we spoke with him, and we went out there and demoed The Wolf and do it like this. Now, I'm going to let you pronounce our friend's last name because I will even remotely, completely, 100% butcher it. But we were fortunate enough to make friends with so many amazing and talented dancers through Stagecoach back in April. Our friend Leonardo. Pahurare? It's spelled P-A-H-U-R-I-R-A-Y. So it might be Pahurare. Yes. I apologize, Leo. I don't, I, yeah, I couldn't even attempt to pronounce that. Chris is much better at me, and um, hopefully he came at least somewhat close. Um, he also knew these dances, and he had enough courage to join us out there in demoing them for Jono, which I thought was really cool since it was his first Vegas to be able to go out and represent not only a friend. Um, but also be able to get himself in front of people that can see that, you know, here's a, here's another young blood coming through the ranks who is talented dancer, talented instructor. So that was really cool. And I was really grateful for him for joining us. Cause again, I think a line dance looks better with more people. So, and, uh, thank you as well for joining since it was me who volunteered to go out there and demo. And I asked if you'd like to, after that was the last demo we did, which was of little Charleston and easy shuffle and as cute and fun as little Charleston is easy shuffle is definitely one I'm going to be teaching this Thursday coming up, which um, is actually going to be last Thursday by the time people hear this episode because it hits the song, it's fun, and it's very, very accessible uh, to the beginner dancer. So I think that one was Larry Bass, if I remember correctly. Easy Shuffle. Yes, L- Larry Bass did Easy Shuffle. Uh, Frank Ch- Frank Trace did Little Charleston. Um, but I know that they'll be a lot of fun. I actually taught both of those this evening at uh, Brookdale Senior Living, and my class did well with it, I think. They they really liked the giddy-up arm motions during Easy Shuffle as the, the song that it was set to was Cowboy Up by, do you know the, the artist? I think Jill, was it Jill Johnson? I've, Could be. Who I knows? I know that there's a very popular dance to it done in SoCal um, that's probably more advanced than Easy Shuffle, but that's about all I know. Hmm. I remember that one being beginner as well, but I don't remember any of the motions offhand because it's not one that we do up here. Yeah. So that concluded all of our demos, and I definitely want to be more prepared for the next event. 
um, so that we can exceed our, uh, I guess, our record so far, which has been 16 demos in one night at Windy City. And I would love to be able to go out there and demo all of them at one of these events for the first day or the second day. It's a goal of mine uh, because I definitely enjoy demoing and it's a challenge for me to get out there and push past my nerves and sell a dance for people. And the more I do it, I feel like the better I'm going to get at it. So if any choreographers who are teaching at upcoming events want extra demo help, feel free to send either myself or Christopher your step sheets. And we will certainly make sure we are up to date and fresh on your dances that you are teaching before the events so that you can have more people out there demoing because we love doing it. So any excuse to get out there and dance, we will. It keeps us out of our chair. Also, I, I, I definitely had some thoughts on how I did with these demos. Um, immediately following doing them, and I think I, I'm next time going to put a little, just a little bit more prep time in. Uh, because I felt like, I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but I felt like this was my weakest set of demos that I've done possibly ever. Um, and I know the dances. That's the weird thing. Like when we did the bounce, I had learned it from Joe. Uh, when we did even pull you through, I've done pull you through so many times and I was fine, but I think by that point I had already psyched myself out so much that when it kept going on the back wall, I got like flustered and normally I wouldn't. I would just keep dancing it as though I'm dancing it. For some reason this time I thought of, I was demoing it and not dancing it. So I, I was in the mode of, okay, now we're going to do two walls and then when we finish the two walls, we're all going to blah, blah, blah. But really in so many demos I've done before, it's just dancing the dance until they stop playing the music and they kick you off the stage or like, you know, floor. So, um, I think in the future I will, I will do what I can to, as they say, like, um, practice enough, not so that, um, you, what is it that you get it right, but practice so that you can't get it wrong. <laughs> There were little things here and there. Little Charleston, we rushed the review. So instead of doing touch, step back, touch, step forward as the Charleston, we did step, touch. And Michael did it, you know, the way it's choreographed. So we quickly picked that back up and like caught back on. But like we had just learned that. We had just done that dance on Sunday. And here we were already mixing up a couple of counts. Um, I was all excited to do Easy Shuffle. And I remembered like, oh, yeah, this is that cute one. With, and, and then when we looked up, we saw, oh, yeah, okay, this is toe heel, ta-ta-ta. So I'm doing these quick toe heel, like in Lonely Drum, oh. with a toe heel step, toe heel step. And really the temp of the music is toe heel, cha-cha-cha, toe. Little things like that. And it's just, I remember my dad at some point said to me, like, uh, I forget what it was. It might have been uh, something to do with like... Uh, uh, stop sign or I don't even know but he said like um, you know everyone makes mistakes everyone everyone misses something but like there's there's just no sense in in getting the easy things wrong and 
and I think these were things that were easily avoidable for me, but maybe I, I don't know what it was. Maybe I got cocky. Maybe I thought, oh, there's plenty of time to go over these. We'll have no trouble with them. And I, I'm resolved to put in so much prep into the next set of demos that we do that I do not feel afterwards like I have dragged that great dance, whatever it is, down into the muck with me while everyone else like was on top of their game. Um, also, I need to be more ready for anything like when Dem De Go was added to the schedule instead of what the Roy Fiona Teach would have been. And I know Dem De Go. I like Dem De Go. And I was all set to just jump out there and do it with them as soon as they announced there's been a change in the schedule. But I second-guessed myself. And I shouldn't have done that. I should have just run out there and be like, yes, I get to dance Dem De Go, not how prepared am I to demo Dem De Go. And it ended up being Roy and Fiona and Phillips. So, I mean, it was still fine. Like, they are definitely the people to watch if if you're going to watch a demo of something as complex as that dance. But I know I would have really enjoyed just getting to dance it. And I don't think I danced it as much as I would have liked to at Vegas. I, I did it at least once, but I, I, I'm at a place where I can't really get enough of it. So, yeah, that, that one I think I should have just gone for. Um, I think there was another one where I wasn't sure about it and I was like hanging out on the side and you like pushed me to go out there. Get it right. And That's what it was. Yeah. Get it right and uh, rock it to the sun. I was like, you know these, go. Yeah, yeah. But again, it, it was it was that overthinking and not just dancing it because, of, oh, they're playing. I, I know the first few bars of this. Like I know exactly what to do when, when you know we start on this foot and move on to that. Like, um. Yeah, I just I just gotta get get back into a dancer's mindset, but still feel prepared enough that it looks good. Like I I wouldn't want to be the you know, the weakest link, so to speak. Yeah, I definitely know that I have gotten myself into trouble from thinking of it more as a demo than a dance, because there's that whole added pressure now that I don't need to put on myself if I just think of it as a dance and I can sell a dance if I'm dancing it. I can't necessarily sell a dance if I'm demoing it. You know, it's like, it's one of those things. It's very weird. And it's, a, you have to find a happy medium where you don't go crazy and, you know, like show all the potential of what the dance could do because then you're like way adding to it. But if you're dancing it, you're enjoying it. And that's what's going to sell the dance is people seeing how happy it makes you to be on that floor in those typically two walls and just really, really enjoying it. And the reason or and another thing that I've gotten myself in trouble with is the two wall thing. I have certainly stopped after two walls, realized everybody was still going and had to figure out how to jump in and catch up. And for me, that just doesn't look as good. So uh, I was not prepared during the bounce to do an additional wall, but I just kind of went for a couple extra counts just in case because I knew that the tag happened in the second wall. So if she was going to go for two full walls, I wanted to be prepared because I would rather have look like the, the silly one that kept dancing than the silly one who stopped. 
because the silly one who kept dancing just really loves the dance and wants to dance it more. And people can relate to that. The one who stops makes the flow break. So, um, so I went for it and sure enough, she kept going. So I was like, okay, cool. Whew. Breathe. Yay. Um, but pull you through was one of those that I second guessed myself on where I was like, they're going to stop. They're going to stop. I was like, they're not stopping. <laughs> so I didn't fully stop, but I definitely hesitated. So I do know that there's something about that. And yeah, there's it's a really easy thing that once you mess up one quote unquote demo, then you start second guessing yourself. You're like, well, do I know the other ones? Do, do I? Are you sure you do kind of thing? Um, also, like you had said, being ready for like schedule changes or something like that or just running out there and not thinking about it um, is something else. Like I know because you turn to me and you're like, Dem to go. And I'm like, I'm not, but you can. And you like you you had that like, I w- oh, no. And then you looked at it and you're like, oh, I should have gone out there because the problem is a lot of these two is like it's such a quick start. So it's like, if it wasn't such a quick start, you still had time to run out there. But it starts within the first couple counts of the song. So Also, the, the floor is so huge that if you are the one who's trailing while they're already in the middle, it's there's serious travel time just to get to where they are. Yeah, so I certainly understand that. I do know that I have had worse demos. Um... Most specifically, I can think of when we were only going to do one wall of electric love and then they kept going. And then we were like, oh, no, I remember that. That's probably one of the ones where I felt I was not the most prepared or the most professional in what I could display of my capabilities plus the dance's abilities. I think another thing I've been maybe too fixated on recently is this idea of technique and doing things properly. And when I think back to that demo I did, which may have even, I don't even know if it was the first demo, but it was, it was probably my first ever demo. Um, I think it was with Rachel Funk and feel it. Windy city 2016. I was just dancing it. We were dancing that like all summer and I just loved that dance and I wanted to go out and do it. I didn't have my nice dress slacks or my nice new shirts from Kohl's or all the proper carriage for my frame or whatever the things are that you're supposed to do as a, as a dancer, at least what I've put in my head that I'm supposed to do now, like the standard that I would hold myself to when, you know, representing, as you say, the choreographers out there. Um, but I just knew the dance and I loved it. So I went out and did it and it looked fine. It was fine. There was no problem with it. I didn't freak out. I didn't overthink it. But now, now that I, that I'm like thinking in advance, which ones are we going to, to do when we get there? And have, do we have the sheet? Do we have the right version of the sheet? And am I wearing with the right shoes for this? And, um, this buckle doesn't quite, I mean, the buckle clashes, right? Like we need black leather because it's black pants and, all those things don't matter. Those are not the dance. <laughs> like, just do the dance that you know if it's a dance you know. If it's a dance you don't know, well, then maybe just don't do it because you're not going to make it look very good if you if it's not one that you actually dance. <sighs> so also, in addition to all those things, I, I since I mentioned the sheet, I would like to encourage people who do um, have dances they would like just to demo and send to send them as 
early as you possibly can. Even if you haven't released it, the sooner we can see it, the, the sooner we can start dance dancing it. And if we're learning it like 20 minutes before, or uh, when we did Ride or Die, I, I thought we did an okay job with Ride or Die at Windy City. Um, and it was very exciting to be sort of one of the first dancers past the choreographer himself to ever dance that dance. It was certainly nerve wracking and it could have gone south very easily, <laughs> but um, you know, it was, it was exciting in its own way. I, I think in the future I might prefer to demo the way I drive, um, which is predictably and safely <laughs> and, you know, going 110 on the freeway when you need to stay awake is an option, but I'd rather go like 63 in a slow lane on a 65 freeway because everyone gets their destination just fine that way. No one, no one freaks out and makes crazy decisions. I would prefer to do it that way, but let's be honest. I'm a live on the edge kind of girl. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, the ride or die is a great example for me of how we were able to have a walkthrough earlier in the day, which was nice. We danced it a couple times. Um, I then let the dance kind of sink in, and I don't think we went over it, or if we did, we only went over it once very shortly before demos. And then I just ran out there. I didn't think at all. I just went, okay, sink or swim, let's do this. And then I went out there and I danced the dance and I didn't mess up and it was fun and it was enjoyable. And I felt like it looked good. And again, it's because I didn't overthink it. I didn't let it get into my head. Um, it's the same thing, for instance, like when I went out for Jono's The Wolf and do it like this. I'm like, I know these dances. I've taught these dances. We do The Wolf every week, so I know I know that one. And then I just quickly reviewed Do It Like This. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, that's easy enough. I went out there and I was more excited about the idea that I got to represent one of my friends who couldn't be present than I was worried about getting the dance right. And I think I had more fun that way. I feel like we sold the dance better that way because it didn't look stressful. It didn't look panicked. It didn't look awkward or anything like that. It just looked fun. And so I think if we can figure out to trust ourselves on the ones we know and the ones we don't realize we don't have to go out and demo them, I think that's really going to be the way to go. But again, we love demoing, so send, send your sheets. Okie dokie. In the remaining time, we have many dances to tell you about that were played on Wednesday between the lobby and then in the evening, the Majestic Ballroom, the Starlight Ballroom, and the Grand Ballroom. Starting from the lobby. <clears throat> Going down the line, and maybe we'll circle back around and make notes about which ones we have extra stories for. We've got Bittersweet Memory, Strip It Down, Sleepwalk With Me, A Happy Dance. That one was fun to do. That's the one. Oh, 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 da, da, da. Uh, I think it's in, what is it, Afrikaans, which is a form of Dutch in South Africa. We did that in the lobby. Anyway, well, this is all lobby. Uptown Funk, we did ours. Uh, the one from Sonoma County. So just dance, 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 slash, just feel like dancing. No excuses, ain't misbehaving, lost in love, slash rolling rhythm. 
Sinatra and Chardonnay, I'm Free, which was flash mob practice, Simplemente, Beautiful in My Eyes, Pieces, Wave on Wave, we did a lot of Wave on Wave, uh, Electric Love, hadn't done that in a while, Perfect, Can't Walk Away, Yay. I Close My Eyes, Boom Pow, Nancy Mulligan, Slowly, Gently, Softly, Clap Snap, K is for Kicks, Yay. Vanatech Cha, Globe Trotten, Tightrope, Blessed, California Dreamin', Goosebumps, Red Rubber Ball, Sanctify My Sins, which I wrote down as being at 2.27 p.m. X's and O's, because 100 was canceled. Jesse James, All I Can Say, Double Down Two Step, Gentleman, Something in the Water, Pull You Through, Slam Goes the Door, Doing the Walk, Havana Cha, Gypsy Queen, Beer for My Horses, Champagne Promise, Beautiful Flames, Movin' and Groovin', Fly Like a Bird, Yay, Fly Like a Bird, I'm Free, More K is for Kicks, Have You Ever Seen the Rain, Imelda's Way, Better When I'm Dancing, Hurts Like a Cha-Cha, Beautiful Goodbye, Party Girls, This and That, Groovy Love, Don't Say You Love Me, Gypsy Queen, I Close My Eyes, Oh, another I Close My Eyes, imagine that. I'm Free, Get It Right, My Uber Driver, Yay. On a Roll, Rockaway, Wandering Hearts, Tic-Tac-Toe, Slowly, Gently, Softly, Strip It Down, Lonely Drum, The Bounce, Wanna Be Contigo. And if it seems like there are a lot of repeats here, this does cover a span of many, many hours. There are huge gaps in time here when I didn't write things down. This is just what I saw in the lobby over the course of the day. The other thing is many of the waltzes we did uh, rolling rhythm to off to the side, even though you only mentioned it, I think, as one of the floor splits. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah, as we discovered, it goes well, of course, with uh, what it was choreographed to, which was Girl Crush, but we've also done it to Perfect and uh, Tightrope, and the one that we mentioned earlier was Lost in Love. In the Majestic Ballroom, we have Venotech Cha, Lonely Drum, Slowly, Gently, Softly at 9.37 p.m., The Bounce, Doing the Walk, Globe Trotten, Gypsy in the Night, The Queen, Wow Tokyo, Groovy Love, Run Me Like a River, To the Moon and Back, Hey Na Na Na. Second time around, blessed consequences, senorita. Never been to Spain, blaze of glory. Damn! With three exclamation points. Hurts like a chiche. Beautiful flames, uh, larger than life. Four leaf clover. The last word, pull you through. Tiptoe, strip that down. Tip on it. Just be, finesse, bring down the rain. Clap, clap. Clap, oh mamma hey, clap snap, dem de go, bardo blues, tightrope, do it like this, off the chain, only love, someone else, grow, a lover's track, stomp your feet, pieces, pink hearts, secrets we keep, back in town, sleepwalk, and poetry in motion, which in that ballroom ended their night at 12.52 a.m. In the other ballrooms. We had, in the Starlight Ballroom, I Got a Woman, Ain't Misbehavin', Everybody's Groovin', Here, Right Here, Boots, Moves Like Jagger, Fully Clothed, Tell Your Heart to Beat Again, Change My Ways, Language of Love, The Bounce, Vampire City, Old and Gray, Back in Town, Lost in Love, Power Mix, East to West 17, Perfect at 12.11 a.m., You Broke Up With Me, Spinning Rooms, Heartache on the Dance Floor, Cake by the Ocean, Yay, the dancing tree. 
uh, Boom Pow, Only Love, Price You Pay, Whatever Happens, which I believe was one of my requests, We'll Stay Young, and that ended that ballroom's night at 12.56 a.m. And in the other ballroom, the Grand Ballroom, which was, I believe, Beginner Improver, whereas the other was more Improver, Intermediate, and Beyond, we had Come Dance With Me, Midnight Rendezvous, Homegrown, Rocket to the Sun, Big Blue Note, Until the Dawn, I Ain't Yo Mama, Simple as Can Be, American Kids, Love Flow, K is for Kicks, Booty to the Floor, My Uber Driver, I Close My Eyes, Sweet Caroline, Havana Cha, Cruisin', Groovy Love, Crash and Burn, Such a Full Moonlight, Cha, Dizzy Broken Stones, Irish Stew, Nancy Mulligan, and I Close My Eyes, which ended at 12.43 a.m. Let's take a look at this laptop situation. Looks like our battery's running low with eight minutes left to go. Let's take a moment and stretch. Those are the playlists for the various ballrooms on Wednesday. What were your thoughts in these final eight minutes? Well, first and foremost, there is a chunk of time that's missing in uh, that particular area uh, because of the fact that we were lucky enough to be invited by Doug up to his suite for a interview. So we also have an interview upcoming with Doug Miranda, which I'm very excited for when that gets released. Um, so there was some unfortunate uh, missed songs that were probably played. So with that said, I love Vegas. I love Vegas because they have three different ballrooms that are right across from each other. They're not at opposite ends of the particular building that we're at. And so when you see a dance that's being played in the next dance or two in one room, and then following that, there's another one after it in a different ballroom, you have a chance to run to the different ballrooms to catch your favorite dances, which I love. I love, I love, 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 love that idea. Um, I enjoyed that K is for kicks and my Uber driver were up on the screen at the same time. That was a neat feeling to know that two of our beginner dances, one from you and one from me, were being enjoyed in the beginner room. I know that there was a lot of people who joined 4Ks for Kicks because they've been doing it for over a year now at Vegas since we introduced it last year in the beginner room. And then to have my Uber driver there as well meant the world to me. And to see people enjoying it and laughing at the song and just having fun and grooving and shaking their, their tushy at the the roll part. And it just made me so overwhelmed with love and gratitude that this is my life and this is the people I get to share it with. Um, Doug and Jackie have always done such an amazing job with Vegas all this is my third Vegas now and I get excited to come back every year before the event's even over um it was certainly hard leaving it early this year um especially knowing what was in store in the idea that there's four more days of dancing and there's many 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 people that we know arriving the next day and a few people, it's their first. And I just, I really loved being a part of that the previous year with a few of our friends being at their first Vegas and like just seeing their eyes light up the way mine did the first year. Um, I really wanted to be a part of that, knowing that like 
Unfortunately, I wasn't going to get as much time to spend with Rebecca and Madison and, uh, you know, Joe and Amy and just everybody like that was a little, little troublesome to leave. But I also knew that I wasn't just going home. I was going to another event where I was going to see more amazing people and more wonderful dancers that I get to share another experience with. So that was nice. Unfortunately, I somehow misplaced my dance bag between 8 p.m. and when we left the hotel at like 4 in the morning. So that was unfortunate. The good news is it was just my street shoes, just a little bit of money, uh, my wireless headphones, which were pretty cheap because I got them at Target. And unfortunately, the biggest unfortunately was my favorite pair of slippers. So that that uh, definitely was a little bit stressful there at the end. But I also thanked heavens that my dance shoes were on my person at the time. So if I was going to lose anything, I'm glad it was that and not the alternative. Uh, but I still had such an amazing time that I, I couldn't let that be what I left with. So just enjoyed the idea of sitting around the lobby for the last little bit, knowing that I'm going to have to wait a year till I'm here again. Um, a very impatient and excited year. So I, I always, I love Vegas. I think it's a great experience and I think and anybody and everybody needs to experience it at least once. What about you? I like that we had a little bit of overlap time with Kendra when she arrived Wednesday night. I wish we had had more time uh, with her to see things um, through her eyes. I'm also glad, though, that there were people arriving as we were leaving who were uh, you know, maybe acquaintances of hers, uh, or at least, you know, in similar running in similar circles, so she wasn't completely alone. Plus, she had Dolly, and that's like her main instructor. So that, I'm sure that helped a lot. I think the lack of um, food and sleep kind of accelerated our Vegas experience, so it felt a little bit more like day five by day two, and. I think under the circumstances that was okay because if we were just like bouncing up and down waiting for more days of Vegas and it was over, then it probably would have hurt even more. But I think, you know, it all happened in an okay sort of a way where we felt, you know, some of the wear and tear of dancing more in the lobby. We didn't do the things like we were suggesting to everyone else who was there for six days, like pace ourselves in the lobby, not dance everything you know. I was dancing. I closed my eyes like every time it came on. (laughs) So um, I, I definitely wanted to feel like I had used my body for as much dance as I could while I had that space in which to do it. Also, I used to wonder, does Joe ever get tired of hearing like Dizzy and um, come dance with me years after they came out when people are saying, like, oh, yeah, we dance in your class every week. As somebody who danced K's for Kicks a number of times um, in the last week, it does not get old. I love hearing when people are having a good time at, back home or you know, at the event where I am doing that dance. Uh, please continue. If you if you wish to request it, I will always dance it with you. That's them's the rules, as yep. as we've said. All right. Well, I think we've kept you long enough listening to our third episode, fourth episode 
uh, somehow related to Vegas 2018, two for prep, two for reflections. Um, this has been Christopher Gonzalez with Megan Barcelia. We thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of Lion Dance Podcast. And until next time, we will see, see you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.